It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're diving into day one of training camp for the Thunder and our annual stock watch before the season, whose stock is trending in the right direction, whose stock is plummeting. We'll talk about it all coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. You can text the show 405-963-3686. We're diving into the first day of training camp and giving you our stock watch. Whose stock is rising? whose stock is falling as we enter the 2023-24 NBA season. So a lot to get to today. Again, you can text the show 405-963-3686. Whenever you do, you can be the first in line for mailbag questions. You can be the first to know what shows are coming up, who's coming on the show, and what topics are being presented. And you're also going to get some messages now about what we're hearing at practices, at games, at training camp, and everything else. So if you want to, text the show 405-963-3686. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's dive into day one of training camp. So training camp gets underway today, and the first practice went well by all accounts. Uh, Mark Dagnall was talking about how the team looked sharp today. He complimented their conditioning. Uh, he said that uh, Chet Holmgren is fully recovered and that they got a lot done today. So let's circle back to uh, the Chet Holmgren comment. Chet Holmgren is fully recovered in the context of he's a full participant in training camp. There is no restrictions in training camp uh, you know, as of this moment. Uh, they they are they are, were able to allow him to play freely uh, after the injury he sustained last season. I, I think that the Thunder, obviously, and, and Mark and Sam said as much, are going to monitor Chet throughout the year. And there might be maintenance that has to be done on back-to-backs or something to that degree. But ultimately, uh, he's closer to fully recovered than he is to being on some type of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard plan. So I think that that, that shakes out to be really good 
for Chet Holmgren that he is fully recovered. He's fully healed from that. Chet Holmgren was asked asked about uh, whenever he's practicing now at training camp, and it's more of a intense environment that, that you can't necessarily simulate uh, on your own. Uh, Chet Holmgren was asked if he thinks about that foot injury, if it ever creeps in the back of his mind, because you do hear players uh, uh, talk about how they have to learn to trust their bodies again. They have to learn to uh, not think about getting hurt or, or what could happen on any given step. And Chet Holmgren said that he has passed that part. He does not think about it when he's out there. He's just playing basketball, uh, free-minded. And so I, I think that for him to already be at that stage where you're no longer being hindered or worrying about getting re-injured is great considering – uh, that he's played in summer league and that's it uh, in terms of game experience. And so he's already back to trusting himself and, and playing at a very high level. And I think that what can coincide with this injury discussion is that Isaiah Joe was asked about Chet. So today we got to talk to Mark, Isaiah Joe and Chet Holmgren and Isaiah Joe was asked about Chet. And he said that Chet is a heck of an athlete. It's day one of training camp. Isaiah Joe, you know, of course, has watched the same film and everything and, and has seen Chet play before. I'm not insinuating that he hasn't, but uh, these, this is the first, you know, these are the first few weeks that he's gotten to play, play with Chet Holmgren because, you know, last year prior to Chet's injury, Isaiah Joe was not even on the team. And of course, Chet was hurt all of last year, so he didn't get to practice there. And so th these last uh, few runs here in OKC, has been the first time that Isaiah Joe's gotten to play alongside Chet Holmgren and, and, and watch him up close. And for him to say he's a heck of an athlete might give you some sort of indication, some sort of lean maybe uh, about where Chet's at recovery wise, that he's, that he's really, really close to what he was prior to the injury uh, for anyone who had some reservations or concerns that you might see an athletic drop off. It doesn't appear to be the case from what Isaiah Joe said, and we and we saw that in summer league too. We saw him uh, swatting away multiple shots and and looking like an absolute athletic freak in summer league. So it's good that that has translated to more NBA speed and and, and training camp and anything else uh, that that you can infer from training camp at the very least. Uh, but but Mark saying that this team got a lot done can kind of couple with him saying that the team looks sharp, and that all ties into Isaiah Joe raving about the team's high energy. Uh, mentioned that, that Lou Dort drew a couple charges while playing in, in training camp today. This team is hitting the ground running. The vibes are very high, and it has to make you feel uh, just a, a, a overwhelming level of excitement for what this season can look like for the Thunder this year. Now, this is the first year where they're going to have to play with those expectations, right, wrong, or indifferent. The bottom line is this fan base is expecting, um, you know, a, a, a win leap again and, and an improvement again and, and for this team to really take off this year. And again, that, that might be unfair to have those expectations, but that's what it, that's, that's what's happened. So this is the first year where this core has to deal with some of that outside noise. Uh, you know, you see, uh, and, and the players see it, of course, uh, the, the, the national media even picking the Thunder to be a really, really good team. And, and so for them to come to the training camp, look sharp, uh, hit the ground running, have high energy, as, as, as Isaiah Joe said. And Isaiah Joe also said that this team, nobody looked like they were in their first ever training camp. And that's a huge credit to the rookies, especially, but also just the the what felt like a very mature business-like attitude for still an incredibly young roster. 
Uh, you know, we'll see on opening night after the roster cuts and everything shake out. This team's still going to be closer to the youngest team in the NBA than they are going to be to the middle even. So uh, I think that for the Thunder, the, everything from media day and day one has been an overwhelming success, has been an overwhelming positive, uh, and, and just continues to add to the deserved expectations, the deserved uh, hype for this upcoming season. Now, Chet Holmgren uh, talked about SGA. He, he let us know. So, so Yoko asked him uh, if he and Josh Giddy had practiced the alley-oops any because Josh Giddy had mentioned uh, in a media day interview, I believe, with Andrew of Down to Dunk, I think. I think that was the one that he said it in, where he where, where Josh Giddy still is not having success throwing alley-oops. They've got, they've got to iron that out. Uh, and so that led, that led Chet to let us in on the fact that they didn't, play together on the same team today, but he was on SGA's team. And so Steve McGee, he asked Chet, uh, what's that like? What, what does it look like whenever you and SGA are playing together? And almost as if it was a scene out of winning time, that's what it reminded me of. Chet Holmgren looks up and, and Steve's kind of in the middle and he has, of course, the News 9 camera with him. So he looks directly up into the camera and just kind of gives a little bit of a smile and just is exciting. It looks exciting with, with Chet and SGA. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be a really fun team to cover, to watch, to root for. Whatever, Wherever you fall on that scale, uh, it, it'll be incredibly fun to see Chet Holmgren, SGA, and the Thunder get together and play. Uh, and hopefully, of course, we see some of that on Monday at the first preseason game. And then we have to discuss Case and Wallace. I told you yesterday that the players are the first to know. When we, when we talk about the evaluations and we talk about what these players can and can't do, uh, what they look like, how they're playing, it's always interesting to hear what players are saying about other players, how they're saying it. Does it come off as coach speak? Does it come off as just doing the right thing? Or is it genuine excitement? And when these players are talking about Case and Wallace, 10th overall pick, Sam Presti, hardly ever misses in that top 10 range. When they're talking about Case and Wallace, they are all, all genuinely excited. At least it comes off as genuine excitement about what Case and Wallace can do. And Chet Holmgren went through the entire list of newcomers and raved about individual skills that they have. He, he said Mitch is a great facilitator. You know, Jack White, what he does, and, and Keontae's athleticism and, and Davis' shooting. But he started with Case and Wallace, and he mentioned that the defense you know, was real and the defense is really, really good. The fact that it's noticeable this early and you couple it with the media day stuff that we talked about yesterday of, of guys like SGA saying he can play right away. And the way that Cason Wallace thrives in training camp preseason and the regular season, the way he thrives on an NBA basketball floor is by doing all of the things that Mark really loves in a player and values and feels like he can trust players who play the way Cason Wallace plays. It leads you down the path to maybe you, you can expect some early minutes for Cason Wallace. Now, I, I think that here's the benefit for the Thunder. The benefit for the Thunder is either way is a great option. If you tell me right now that Cason that Wallace has a season where he bursts onto the scene, he's playing in the rotation, and they get to go from 1 to 82 playing their top 10 pick this year. He's that good. On a team that has really good depth, they're, they're, they might not get the credit preseason, but they are one of the deeper teams uh, because they have a coach who's going to actually shuffle through the entire uh, 
roster. And when you talk about what those guys bring to the table, it's, it's really a talented group in the secondary unit. Of course, other teams have more star power right now, but the secondary and the, even the third dairy, is that, would that be a tri-dairy? I don't know what, what to say there, but you know, the depth on this team is really good. And so if Casey Wallace is ready to play right away and does make himself a fixture of the rotation from the word go, that is obviously a great outcome. This is a guy who can shoot 40% from three, who can play on and off the ball, who can just do a lot of things defensively that you really enjoy. If he's someone who spends early time with the blue, you could argue that's better. You saw what the blue did for Jay Will last year. Cam Woods, I'm telling you, is an incredible basketball coach. He's specifically an incredible coach defensively. And this is going back to when he was a Thunder assistant and they saw that defensive improvement that year. And every player was mentioning how Cam Woods was a difference maker in that category. Letting Cason Wallace develop with Cam Woods, I get that the headline the day it might happen might, uh, might seem like a negative. It is the furthest thing from that. Him playing in the G League would be incredible for his career. And in the long run, this is a long season. This is not a this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. In the long run, could reshape how Kaysen can impact the team not only two or three years from now, but two or three months from now, right now. So the Thunder have such a benefit and, and such a luxury of the versatility of what they can do to truly benefit their players. At the same time, though, truly benefiting their team. So it, it is great to hear on yet another case of somebody advocating for Casey Wallace. And it's really exciting for what he could bring to the Thunder. Coming up, we're going to talk about our stock watch. Every year, we tell you whose stock is rising, whose stock is falling at different points of the year. Specifically, start of the year and end of the year. We'll also do this monthly and we'll also keep track of, of how we're feeling about certain players in certain ways. So you can play along on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. You can also play along on the YouTube comment section all coming up. But first I want to say right now about Ibotta. Ibotta is great. Ibotta is awesome. And what it can do for you is save you money. And who doesn't want to save money? So for example, it's football season. And that means pizza, wings, you know, buffalo chicken dip, whatever you love at your tailgate. And when you're making a tailgate, you got to go to the store. And when you go to the store, you can get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Because Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items with produce to personal care to pantry goods. Whatever you're using and whatever you're buying, they give you cash back on it. And it will help you beat inflation no matter what you're purchasing. So either link your loyalty account to Ibotta or simply upload a picture of the receipt to uh, Ibotta uh, whenever, wherever you shop and you get cash back. It's that easy. Your average Ibotta user earns $100 back per year. That is enough to cover an entire grocery haul or a night out or whatever you've been eyeing and wanting to do. Plus with Ibotta, you get cold, hard cash. Other apps they give you points. The points don't really matter. What are points? You get the cold hard cash with Ibotta. So make sure you go there right now to Ibotta because it, it includes all the stores you can think of from Lowe's to Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, everywhere you can think of. So download right now the Ibotta app uh, and use code LOCKED to start earning real cash back right now on the App Store or Google Play Store. Download the free Ibotta app. Use code LOCKED. That's code LOCKED at Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play Store or Apple podcast app store. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, we're here talking Thunder basketball. And... We're here doing our annual stock watch report. So let's go through the entire roster and tell you whose stock is rising, whose stock is falling. So SGA, his stock is obviously climbing. The FIBA World Cup alone puts him in an upper echelon of players in the world, but also reassures some of the people who are holding off on on Shea. And we're saying that, um, you know, maybe last year was a fluke or, or was was maybe a scenario where you you weren't confident in Shea, the FIBA World Cup put all that to rest. And you're seeing the respect, again, players are the first to know, you're seeing the respect get, get garnered from national players. Every day, trust me, in the content business, content runs dry, but every day there's a new podcast clip of a former player or an active player discussing how incredible SGA is. Today it was Danny Green, Thunder legend, saying that SGA is a deeper bag than Luka and could one day win an MVP. You, you see this over and over again. Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo, uh, uh, Russell, you, you know, there's plenty of players who have boosted up SGA and have tried to tell everyone who will listen how great he is. So it has to be going up. Josh Giddy is also trending up as well. FIBA World Cup was great for Josh Giddy. Um, I, I think that with Josh Giddy, him getting to the free throw line is a huge encouragement at the World Cup. Hopefully it translates to the NBA. We'll see about that. But you saw him get more aggressive against smaller matchups. You saw him put pressure on the ring and force the officials to call fouls. Hopefully that happens again as we start the NBA season. Moving on to Lou Dort. Lou Dort is a wait and see. If you twist my arm and say I have to do up or down, literally, I'd say it's trending down. But the reason I say wait and see is my actual answer is Lou Dort once again acknowledged at media day that he has to be more efficient and he has to get better at, at finishing around the rim. He has to be more patient. He can't keep getting sped up. And Mark put a very in, in, important stressor on the Thunder liking and needing efficient players and players to be efficient in their roles. And so, you know, it, it feels like a very critical season for Lou Dort and, and him getting that part of the puzzle right. The Thunder love Lou Dort, Mark loves Lou Dort, but at some point you've got to get it right. And I am willing with a team getting better around him and the flashes we've seen. So for example, every year of his career outside of his rookie season, every year after his rookie year, Lou Dort has hit 40% on corner threes, and he has the, the frame of a player who should finish at the rim. If you can reduce him to a corner shooting role from three and get him to improve and slow down when going at the rack, 
this can be an efficient offensive player, especially for what he brings you defensively. So that's why I want to see if it happens. I understand. I totally understand that there's going to be a, a, a significant portion of the fan base who does not want to wait and see, who wants to, to cast the judgments right now, and they don't want to be fooled again. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Or fool me three times, don't get fooled again. So when it comes to Ludor, I say it's 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 a wait-and-see approach, but if I had to pick one or the other, I'd say down. J-Dub. J-Dub is going up because I, I love uh, the, the way that he added to his frame, but you saw at Team USA Select Camp that it did not hinder his athleticism uh, and, and it can help his game overall become more versatile. He's trending up. Chet Holmgren is trending up, and I'll say it's, it's trending up because of the way people are talking about him. We, we know what we think he can do. You've got to actually go prove it on the NBA court. But the way that his peers are discussing him have to make you feel even better about Chet uh, and even more calm coming off of such a significant injury uh, th th than the opposite. Cason Wallace, first bench player. Cason Wallace is trending up. We raved about him you know, all of yesterday and all of today, so I won't spend too much time on Cason Wallace, but he's trending up. I, I really think that at some point this year, I don't want to promise it you know, on, on October 25th, uh, but at some point this year, Cason Wallace will play a significant role for the Thunder, I think. I think that he's that good and can play his way into a, a pretty significant role in the rotation at some point this year. Trending up. Kenny Hustle, trending up. We're going to get to some players who are not trending up, but Kenny Hustle is trending up. I think that people forget how really good and really versatile Kenneth Williams is. So as you add these new pieces of Chet Holmgren and Mitchich and Kaysen, and you add all these new pieces in, Davis Bertans, it's easy to forget about Kenneth Williams. It's easy to forget how good he was. And it's easy to forget that he wasn't only good in a specific role with a specific lineup or specific skill set. He was able to move around himself. He was able to play around different players. And I think that Kenneth Williams is just a veteran guy who ties this team together. He's a really good player at just being a good player that ties the team together and, and sets a tone, sets a culture, brings energy, and just he just has a knack for doing what you need him to do. So he's training up. Mitchich. Again, Mitchich, wait and see whatever you want to say since these guys haven't played yet for him and Chet and uh, Kaysen. But but overall, you I feel better about Mitchich after this summer. He signs here. Uh, I told you whenever he signed that he understands what he's signing up for, but then you heard it from the horse's mouth that he's comfortable in any role. So so this is not going to be a situation that, that gets contentious. Now, this is all, again, this, what's about to come out of my mouth is, is speculation. So what I say in this, in this next moment is speculation. It felt like the Gabby Deck thing got a little bit contentious or a little bit, a little bit, uh, not great. The vibes with Gabby Deck, with Gabby Deck specifically, were not great vibes from the outside looking in. So that was speculation. Once again, an alert that that was speculation. It feels like this is going to be a more defined and understanding and accepting and positive environment for Mitchich. So I'm going to say up on him. Now coming up, let's discuss the rest of this Thunder roster and if their stock is trending up, down, 
indifferent, there's some people trending down coming up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're doing stock watch for the entire team, and you can play along. Comment down below if you're up or down on any certain player, or if you're a really, uh, you know, try hard, and, and I appreciate those of you that are, list out the entire roster and do what I'm doing, up, down, up, down, up, down, on the entire roster. Or just give me a few players that you feel very strongly about. So Isaiah Joe. Uh, Isaiah Joe is just stable to me. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know what the word is in the actual stock market, but like, it's a stock that you're not going to sell. It's a stock that, that, that you know, you're not going to sell. You're not going to necessarily buy a ton more of. It's just, it's just riding for you. And you really like it. And you're really glad that you got in whenever you did. And you're really glad that you have it in your portfolio. But it's just stable. You know what you're going to expect from it. You're, you're, you're not going to wake up one day and check, you know, uh, the, the stock market and, 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 and really be perplexed. Jay will another stable stock to me. I would say if I had to pick one for Jay, will I'd say up because he's been adding strength and he's been, uh, been getting more versatile on how he can play with this team. Uh, but you know, he, he's kind of just stable. Aaron Wiggins, I think is trending up because he just looks like he's locked in this year and is just going to have a really good season. And, and, and you know me, I'm a big Wiggins advocate. I, I love Aaron Wiggins's game and I think that he can help this team play a lot. And I've, I've advocated for him to get more stable minutes and more minutes in general. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that's going to get to a point where you got to play Wiggins. You got to play Wiggins more. And, and, and I think that uh, you should feel really good whenever Wiggins is in the game. So with Pokoshevsky, you got to wait and see. This is a, a classic case of don't touch the stock, uh, and it could burn you, but it also could help you by not touching it because, you know, another injury, which isn't his fault. You know, it, this injury was truly, truly, truly a basketball injury that can happen to literally any player in the world. And by any player in the world, I mean you listening. If you walk out to a basketball court right now, the injury could happen to you. He goes up for a block, steps on somebody's foot, rolls an ankle. It happens to everyone who's ever played basketball has rolled an ankle. So I, I think that at times you can just get into the habit of, oh, it's an injury. Poku must be an injured, injury-prone person. But when in reality, when you break it down, it is frustrating that it's happened. And it's frustrating for Poku, but like it just is a thing that happens to basketball players. So uh, I say wait and see, though, because... Last year, his season was a month and a half long. I, I can't count anything that we saw from him whenever he returned from injury, but that month and a half was really good. was incredibly good. If he can play the way he did in November, then Pokashevsky and the outlook on him, 
does a 180 by the entire fan base. Now, there are, of course, Poku believers, but like there's a lot of Poku naysayers right now. Uh, and so you, you just have to wait and see him get on the court and actually produce at that November level for a substantial amount of time. And that means that he's not, not only consistent in his personal production, but he's able to avoid injuries and he's able to, to actually play and be available. So you just kind of got to wait and see on Pokashevsky. I think in general, I would say it's, it's, it's a slight, slight incline on Poku because our last impression of him was a positive one. And then he got bit by the injury bug, but uh, ultimately you want to wait and see. With Usman Jang, I would say it's a stock that you're seeing trend in the right way right now. You know, you, you know, you're, 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 you're evaluating what is the next stock you want to get in on and, and really try to make money on. And you're, you're tracking one for a couple of days and it's going good. And you're thinking, should I pull the trigger? Or should I go buy this stock? Because it is heading in the right direction. I want to give it one more week. I want to track it for another week. That's where you're at with, with, with Usman Jang. With Usman Jang, it's going good. You know, he's, he's grown an inch. He, and who amongst us couldn't grow an inch? He's, you know, been on the right path moving forward for his, body development. He's playing with more aggression. He's, he's doing all the right things. Summer league, summer league, come on, was incredible for Usman Jang uh, as a player, but it's premature to just go buy 500 shares of Jang stock. If you do it, they're going to call you a madman and it could work out in your benefit and you're retired by uh, age 26, but it also could burn a little bit. So, uh, I think with Usman Jang, it's trending in the right direction. Continue to monitor it. I would say it's going up. Let's let's make sure, though. Let's make sure it's going up. Dallas Bertans. I'm going to say it's going up, and it's only because he's bought into his role. Dallas Bertans is, is not going to look any different on the court this year. There's not going to be any significant difference in how he plays this year than what he's been playing like in years past. It's just the fact that he's comfortable, confident, and and willing to be in that role that we expect him to be in, where he's like playing the Muscala role and it's in the Sarich role, where it's a it's peaks and valleys uh, of one stretch you're playing a lot, the next stretch you're getting DMPs, just just riding that roller coaster of, of minutes. Because he's okay with that and not going to abstain and not going to um, you know want to want to want to protest. He's going to hold his piece on his role. It's going up. Trey Mann is another wait to see case, but this time the wait and see is like, yeah, you know, we've been tracking the stock for a week. I thought it had great potential on Wednesday. Friday, I'm kind of scared. Let's see how it does Monday. I don't really know. It's that kind of thing with Trey Mann. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I'd say it's just going down. And the difference in Trey Mann and Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Trey Mann at least had a really good summer league. And, uh, Trey Mann, you know, was able to improve his stock a bit at Summer League. Jeremiah didn't get to play, but one game in Summer League didn't look overly impressive in that one game. And, like, we just don't have enough data to, to, to suggest that he's turned it around yet in the sense of he hasn't been the topic of conversation, which isn't his fault. You know, we haven't asked anyone about Jerry, and we didn't get to see practice or anything, so we don't know how he's doing in practice yet. Um, you know, Sam said that he's living in the practice facility and he's wanting to be here and he's wanting to um, improve, which is great. But, you know, in terms of what we've seen with our own eyes, we've got to see him turn it around and play better on the court. Uh, and I think that with Jerry, it comes down to just being healthy. Because I do believe that Jeremiah Robinson is a good rotational player in the NBA. I know that that's a hot take to some, and, and some just think that he's, you know, not good. He's a good player. He, he's a good NBA player uh, in terms of a rotational piece, like a depth piece for your team. Uh, 
but he's got to play. He's got to be able to be, be able to play at his, at his, you know, peak athletic ability. Like he can't be still battling an injury or gutting through an injury. He's got to be healthy. But as of right now, you've got to say down for Jerry. Jack White, I would say, is wait and see just because he has Thunder qualities, but ultimately this is going to be a stock that you're not going to buy because I think it's going to go. I, I think he's one of the roster cuts, um, even though he has a lot of Thunder qualities. Uh, it, it, it's just a numbers game at this point with Jack White. But there is some encouraging things for that, that you're hearing at Media Day and everything of Jack White, so keep an eye on him. Don't, don't, don't close the tab yet. Keep watching the, the bar graph or whatever you look at stocks on, but ultimately uh, we're kind of still not there with Jack White. Olivier Saar is trending down. Like a good body to have on a two-way deal. There's three two-ways. There's there's no reason not to have Saar back on a two-way because he gives you the ability in a pinch to have an extra big man, to, to have a different look skill set-wise than uh, what you currently roster. But we know what Olivier Saar is. Maybe you can have a Portland game every year where it's like one really, really good game. And then maybe you can have a game where it's like Memphis where it's the last game of the year and nobody plays. And so he's the beneficiary of it. But ultimately... Some few minutes here, a few minutes there. Not, nothing doing at the NBA level. At the G League level, though, he's a really, really good G League player. And there is a need for really good G League players in your system to help guys that you might send down there to, to develop. So uh, NBA-wise, stock down, just not kind of non-existent. And the G League-wise, though, he's a very valuable tool for Cam Woods and the G League program to help you get this team better from guys that you put down there. One guy you're going to put down there is Keontae Johnson. And his stock is rising. The fact that these players mention how his athletic ability pops, and these are some of the best athletes in the world, uh, has to make you feel good uh, about the rookie going up. Uh, Lindy Waters, another stable stock. I I don't believe that Lindy Waters is going to shock anyone this year. I don't believe that he's had some insane improvement. I think he's going to be a really nice shooter uh, who, who is likely going to be better in theory honestly uh, you know your sharpshooter shooting 36 percent is something that i've always had a gripe with um maybe he can get hot this year and shoot better than that but uh you know, a nice shooter in theory misses some open looks that you want to have back and and improve steadily defensively as he did all of last year um and, and that's going to help his case and he's going to have the trust from mark and he's going to play in the nba and he's going to have a nice role but it's just stable like he's not gonna he's not gonna shoot up you're not going to lose money. It's just going to stay stable with, with where you, you got the stock at. And then Victor Oladipo. You have to say down because he's not going to report and he's not going to be on the team, but it's just kind of non-existent. It's like not even on the board, uh, if that's even a thing in stocks. But there it is. We've went, we've went through the whole roster of Stockwatch to deliver you our thoughts on every player on the roster uh, so make sure you do the same on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. We'll be back tomorrow for another Lockdown Thunder podcast. We have another guest this week. Derek Parker will be here and he will be uh, on the show to number one, preview the Thunder season, but number two, preview the NBA draft as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait for that. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.